0: This is Real Time, the podcast for and about Realtors brought to you by CREA, the Canadian Real Estate Association. I'm Erin Davis, proud to be your host, and I'm so glad you're here because we've got a great conversation for you today in Episode 45. For all its opportunities, working in real estate comes with its share of demands from long hours to quick turnarounds. Continuing our Working Realtor series, this episode highlights the importance of finding balance not just for the sake of your health, but to reconcile your hard work with a sense of purpose and fulfillment. You're going to hear advice and insight from three members of the Realtor community who have made it their mission to find balance. Crystal Hung, a 2023 Canadian Realtors Care Award nominee and the owner of Icon & Co. Peggy Hill, broker and CEO at the Peggy Hill team. And Darren German, a Realtor with the German Group, And director at large with the Canadian Real Estate Association. Welcome to Real Time, everyone. We're so thrilled to have you with us this month. And we're going to start with a quick round of introductions who you are, where you're from, and what drew you to working in real estate. So we're going to start out, let's start in the East, and with Peggy. Hi, Peggy. I'm Peggy Hill.
1: I am located in Barrie, Ontario in Simcoe County. And I have a small team of 60 realtors that I run here. And what drew me to real estate initially was that someone lied to me and told me that it's flexible hours and I can make a lot of money doing very little.
0: (laughs) All right. And we'll find out what version of the truth that turned into as time went on. Okay, Crystal, tell us about yourself.
2: Hello everyone, I am Crystal Hong. I am from the beautiful British Columbia and I work in the Greater Vancouver market. What drew me to real estate was really a love for architecture and design and business. Um, I grew up with an architect father and my mom was a chef. So between those two professions, I uh, found real estate.
0: And here you are owning three brokerages. Wow, what a story. And Darren, what's your story?
3: Well, I'm down in beautiful Surrey, British Columbia. And uh, like many, I had a father who was in real estate and uh, coming from the restaurant industry, Came home one day and he was in the kitchen making lunch and dressed really nice. And so I would recognized, you know, he was on the phone. He had freedom of time, a professional industry, social industry, and just was really intrigued by that. So uh decided I would, uh, like so many, give it a try and see what happened.
0: I think we can all agree there's a unique brand of work ethic that is required in this profession. So the question for you all and each of you, what strategies have helped you work smarter, not harder, when you're starting to feel the burn? And we will begin with you, please, Crystal.
2: Strategies. I think it's about knowing your constraints, right? It's like any other business, any stores there is a limited time of which the business is open so as a realtor as much as we like to be on the go 24 7 we really can't do that so having a constraint and knowing what makes you happy was really one of the first things I did in my first year I looked at who I was working with I drew smiley faces when they made me happy And from that, I really found what was really making me happy and eliminated what was not making me happy. And there's lots of things that don't make us happy. Don't get me wrong. Um, It's just really having the ability to track where things are at and having a conversation with yourself. And, And I think over time, you just find balance and merge your lifestyle with your work.
0: And through something as simple as your homemade emojis, you were able to determine that running the business aspect was really kind of what fulfilled Crystal, am I right?
2: Yeah, very early on, I realized there was this consistency in my business, which was I was really good at doing commercial deals. I was really good with developers. I love talking to my managing brokers and would go up to them and say, certain things are not working. And so I was really drawn to the operational side of things. And and I think it enabled me to look at real estate as a career holistically and find my niche in what I do now. Um, So yeah, that's that's really, it started with the smiley faces. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Very good. And Peggy, what strategies helped you work smarter, not harder when you're starting to feel the burn?
1: Um, I think in the beginning of my career, I, I think like most people, we just work. There's no harder, smarter, there's nothing, we just work. And I think the longer you're in this business, the more you learn and you realize that there are certain aspects of the business that you're not great at, and that other people can help you with. However, I think that comes with time. And it comes with patience and it comes with money to be able to, you know, hire the right people to help you. But in the beginning, I honestly don't think I had a lot of balance. I think I was just doing it all and, you know, terrified to say no, because it was the beginning of my career. And then, you know, I I met the right people. I got the right admin staff. I I had buyer's agents that helped me control my time and Mm -hmm. open windows for me and, You know, so I think that's where the balance came in after, but it wasn't in the early days, I'll tell you that.
0: I found it interesting in learning about you too, Peggy, is that, like Darren, you kind of came from a restaurant industry. We know Crystal is steeped in architecture, which, of course, is a beautiful segue into real estate. But you started out in the restaurant business, which can be extremely difficult, and then you segued into real estate. So that must have been a really big change for you. And all of a sudden, it feels like you're making money, and it's hard to kind of pull back from that. It's very difficult when you're making money because
1: restaurant businesses are not always lucrative. Um, They teach you how to work hard for sure. However, you know, I got into real estate and all of a sudden I'm getting paid for my time. And and that's the one thing I had to come to terms with, that it's okay to accept payment for my time and for my expertise and my knowledge um, because I was no longer handing people food. And I'm grateful for all the years that I spent in the um, restaurant business because it taught me people. And at the end of the day, we're in the people business. No matter what business you're in, I think the importance is the people.
3: Peggy said it really well, um, whether it's in the restaurant industry or, or helping people buy and sell. Uh, one of their most valuable assets, we have a responsibility to really deliver on the expectations and one of the great ways to deliver on those expectations is to be very clear with our clients about what we can do and what we can't do and also how we're gonna perform our roles as, as their stewards of their transaction. So uh, personally having a team of three um, helping me behind the scenes, I don't have to do everything and knowing where my limitations are and also where my time is better spent to be productive Rather than just busy, uh, you know, as an example, I could check email first thing in the morning or I could have somebody help me check email first thing in the morning so I can move on to bigger and better things to really assist my clients. And that all sounds great. And it sometimes it takes a lot of willpower to really be able to do that. So in, in our business, we really try to augment technology to help keep us all honest, whether that's uh, software that helps with scheduling as an example where people can see directly into your calendar and book things in that only you allow for ahead of time and can't book things in that you don't allow for ahead of time or uh, whether it's in your voicemail saying that you know your phone is off at a certain time in the evening or you're not available on a certain day or text auto responders there's so many ways that you can um, really help keep that balance so you don't come to that point of where you start to feel burnt out and not being able to deliver again on those expectations that are so important to deliver to our clients
0: name drop what you use for your calendar tech i think we can all use tips and i'm sure that a lot of people use the one that you use
3: yeah there's there's various programs out there the one that's my favorite is certainly calendly i find it the most user-friendly for both sides not only uh, for the professional side but also for the consumer as well definitely a great option to check out
1: i i also, live and die by my calendar. Everyone knows that I'll do whatever my calendar says. <laughs> so, if they want me to show up somewhere, they'll just put it in there. Um, but I also want to give people permission as newer realtors to not feel badly about saying yes all the time because we've all done it. We've all said yes. Even now, I struggle with no, but I mean, I'm in a very different position than I was when I first got my real estate license. But I definitely live and die by my calendar. And sometimes blocking those times out, people don't have the opportunity to put something in there. So you don't even know that you've said no. So I I found that helped.
0: Yeah, and you have voiced a regret that you had back when your three kids were at home. And I think that it's kind of poignant to bring that up because so many people are dealing with it on the regular.
1: For sure. And I think a lot of times... um, we want to do the best job possible, and, and this job is so time consuming, and when it's your passion and 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 you want to do right by people and you want to be the best you can be, it's very difficult to say no, and then you you look at your watch and it's seven o'clock and you haven't gone home yet. But I think if I had to do it over again, you know, with three small kids, I I think I could have better time blocked my time. I could have you know, not taking calls at dinner time. I could have I could have not, you know, just time block time that was specifically for them and then people would understand. It just they don't want to understand, but they will understand. They will wait for you, but it's really tough as a new realtor to say no and to to know that there's there's going to be more coming
0: your way. Crystal, you're also a fan of Calendly. Tell us about that.
2: I'm a fan of technology um, we try to automate parts of our business not all of it it's not possible Um, Calendly you know for example for us we've used it to help realtors with too many leads and too many calls um, where they're overwhelmed and so it's not only a great tool to um, allow people to see what your availabilities are. But it's also a great way to automate some parts of the business so you're not on the phone all the time coordinating um, appointments that really can be done by a tool. And just to piggyback on Peggy's comments on saying yes, I think a lot of us got here today by saying yes to things, things that were difficult and challenged, right? So I think there comes to a point in time where you have to realize what are some of the things that you're really good at and drop some of the things they're not good at and refer it out and learn from other people.
0: You even do something as important as blocking off time for your lunch and yet you use those two hours to also do something that's enriching for yourself and ultimately for your business, Crystal.
2: Yeah, I'm a fan of doing two things at once (laughs) like most realtors are. Yeah, I, I started... With no appointments, right? You, you know, when you start, you have nothing. So I book appointments with myself to um, set my goals in the morning and make phone calls in the late mornings. And then I have two hour lunch where I invite people to have lunch with me. So really realizing that you can both enjoy your lunch and have, you know, meaningful business conversations was one of my first discoveries in having a really balanced life is just really blocking off two hours for lunch. And if I feel like having lunch with myself, I'll do that. But if I feel like I have space to meet a client, I will do so. And it's worked out.
0: Darren, tell us about your philosophy of taking control of your calendar. If you don't have scheduling software, you can call the client and lay it out. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah, it's, it, it's really hard sometimes to impose all the great ideas that we, you know, we, we want to, the standards, I guess, that we want to live up to in our business. But when the rubber meets the road, sometimes that's easier said than done. Um, but there's, there's little things that you can do to still take control of your time. And an example of that would be that you can be very proactive in planning your, your week or your time that you're actually going to spend with clients. As an example, if a, if a buyer, you know, that's actively looking for a property rather than waiting for them to call you about the newest and greatest home to go take a look well why not book a set appointment uh, a day or two out so everyone knows what uh, what and when you're going to be meeting and you can go ahead and look at the property then instead of being reactive and maybe you know being requested to go look at it at dinner time Mm -hmm. Uh, another example of that would be maybe uh, offering different times so you could say you know how's tomorrow at two o'clock or is friday at four o'clock better and it's amazing when you give people those options how they will then bend to help you succeed in maintaining your calendar rather than you kind of succumbing to uh, the most available times that uh, you know that they might offer even if it's just on a whim
0: when we return with crystal hung peggy hill and darren german talking leadership whether you're solo or part of a team have you pulled up a virtual chair in the CREA Cafe today? It's the place to catch up on the latest news from the Canadian Real Estate Association. Bring yourself up to speed on legal matters, tech, and all of the elements that keep you on top of what matters to you. Visit creacafe.ca. Now back to our three guests from the realtor community, Peggy Hill, Crystal Hung, and Darren German, on Real Time. Let's move it into the talk of leadership now on Real Time. And, of course, we are keeping in mind that we have individual realtors who are working for themselves and, of course, their clients. But about the leadership aspect of the conversation, Peggy, for example, you have more than 50 people who have your name on their business card. So how do you balance the responsibility of leading a team with your own professional growth and achievements as a broker and CEO? I guess part of the beauty of having 50
1: people under my banner is that I'm not actively selling anymore. So I think I found my lane and it was very difficult to step away from the selling, especially... You know, to take that leap of faith and to to believe that other people can hold what you hold dear and and they can be as great as you are in front of a client. And and that sometimes is an issue with with realtors is we we get our ego fed by our clients telling us how great we are. And it's not exactly the easiest thing to give up. Um, However... I just found different passions. And so now I'm the rainmaker. That's my responsibility. My responsibility is to be financially responsible. My responsibility is to be the name out in our community and to make sure that I am, you know, the person that I say I am. So it it isn't easy either, like especially being the face of this company. And it, it was never intentional. It's just back in the day, you were only allowed to call your team by your name. So so it's a lot. It really is a lot, but I love it. I love – my realtors are my family, so it's not hard for me to put their needs in the front and realize this is what they need. And this is – because I'm able to stay back at the office, I can look at trends. I can – I know what's happening with this market when you're on the road as a working realtor sometimes you don't even have time to check your phone mm. for for your emails so i have the luxury of staying back and you know and being their backup so when we meet i i that's what i do this is what i tell them this is this is what you need to know this is this is what's happened so it it works well for us um but again it's having other people's needs ahead of your own and knowing what they need
0: And that's a maturity, Darren, that you talk about in terms of what Peggy has to say and what makes a strong leader in your books
3: a strong leader is, is to me really anticipating the needs of the people that you're leading. You know, if you think of the word leading, it, it stems from the word led. And, um, when it comes to our clients, they're hiring us to lead them towards the result that they're striving for. And, and our job is to help them get there kind of as, as almost like a child parent relationship where they're just watching you and, and wanting to know what the next step is and what the next move is because it's unfamiliar territory to them. And, and whether it's with, uh, with your clients or, or maybe it's with, uh, other realtors or members of your team they're they're revolving around you because they know that you're going to help get them to the destination that they most want to to get to leadership comes with a lot of good um, and it comes with a lot of challenge as well it comes with things like sacrifice and added responsibility and added risk but the benefits of that are the rewards like both personal and in business it comes with lots of opportunity a sense of accomplishment and being a true leader is just really being that shining north star for others and and giving the example of what's possible helping them grow and succeed to get to where they want to go
2: crystal how about you I think the term team building is um, almost too trendy right now. I I think it's perfectly fine if one realtor has a team of professionals helping them. That could be notary. It could be inspectors. It could be lawyers. It could be mortgage brokers. I mean, having that team around you as one realtor is so essential. And... Mm. A lot of us are leading teams, but as a leader of my team and my companies, I don't see my job as to do their job. I see my job is really to craft a vision to help them see where we're all going collectively. And that's really what I focus on is really communicating what that vision looks like and whether it's a vision for one client selling a home or a developer selling a project. Crafting that vision is the first thing I do and when that's done and clearing my head I spend most of my day conveying that vision to my team.
0: So you're more of a conductor arranger as opposed to saying to the first violinist move you're not playing those notes exactly as I would like them to be played or as how I would play them. You are instead overseeing the whole symphony to make the company work, whether it's just you, the soloist out there on the stage, or whether it's an entire orchestra?
2: 100%. And I think that's the perfect analogy. We do actually talk about theatre pr- production a lot in in my team. Uh, we have to practice. We have to get the lighting right. We have to get you know, in our case, you know, the furniture, right? Mm -hmm. And we have to get our photography right. It's really that organization of chaos that comes together that delivers results for clients. So I, I, I really don't think that our job is do everything. I mean, if you look at what our clients needs are, it's over 200 tasks. There's no way one person can do it all. And if you have the space in your heart to lead a team of realtors, And that might be your path. But if you're just one realtor, you want flexibility, you don't want to attach to anyone, you could have a partner that you call on demand to work on things together, if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't always have to be a full time team that works together forever. It's perfectly fine if you just have a part time team.
0: Peggy, when you began, teams weren't really a thing, were they?
1: So 20 years ago, when I started selling real estate, there were no teams. So there wasn't a roadmap for me to get there or or even to think that I wanted a team that I had no aspirations to run a team. I was on the path to just want to feed my kids. And um, what happened was I just started getting too busy. So you know when I when I would roll my eyes when the phone would ring, I thought to myself like this is not the experience I want for my clients. This is this is me dodging phone calls. Like this is wrong. So after getting some admin support, and that's when I hired my first buyer's agent, then my second, maybe my third, and then I had someone um, come with me to listing appointments because those are obviously the last things you give up. And that person came with me for almost two years and, you know, learned everything I said and and delivered to the client the way I wanted it delivered. And then that person showed that person. So I'm sure there's different ways to do this. But again, I did not have a roadmap on how to get here. I was just trying to do a good job.
0: And how did it feel, Peggy, when you would sit in front of one of your team members and say, you made that happen? How did that feel as someone who used to be the one that could tell themselves, give themselves that pat on the back? Well, in the beginning,
1: when one of your team members sells a home and you weren't part of it, because we all know there's there's a lot of great highs and a lot of low lows in this business. And one of the greatest accomplishments is helping somebody buy and sell a home. And when you're no longer involved in that, you know, it's a hit to the ego at first. Being completely transparent, it was a little tough to get used to. But then when you look at the bigger picture and how you're able, and I truly believe our team, we care a lot. And I'm not saying others don't, but we just have a special way of doing things. And I and I feel like the community would suffer without us. So now I can affect so many more people and help so many more people. So, it, again, it did not start off as me wanting a team didn't even know what that was when we come back
0: we talk about this being the season of giving right but for realtors as you well know that's a year-round thing and we'll explore that we hope you're enjoying this conversation part of our working realtor series if you missed an episode no problem make sure you subscribe there are 44 other great, insightful, and entertaining real-time chats just waiting for you to enjoy, with a whole bunch more in-store. Listen on your favorite app. And thank you for making Real Time the go-to podcast for realtors in Canada who are on the move and at and on their way to the top. Just like our guests today, Peggy Hill, broker and CEO of Barry, Ontario's Peggy Hill Team darren german a realtor with the german group in surrey and director at large with crea and crystal hung owner of icon and co named to business in vancouver's 40 under 40 list in 2021 while we're talking about helping others it's a perfect segue into the additional time that you have all three committed in some way or another to broadening your impact, not just on your community, but, you know, Darren, in your case, the country as well, putting more on yourself to give more of yourself. Darren, you've held various positions on local, provincial and national boards and committees, currently a director at large with CREA. So what draws you to the governance side of real estate and how do you balance your own business interests with serving the real estate community at large?
3: it's a, it's a great story like so many volunteers have i kind of stumbled my way into it through the great mentorship and coming off you know our conversation on leadership of of some of the great leaders in 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 my life and it is incredibly addictive for, for all the right reasons. Um, you know, you get to meet incredible people and that's not just from organized real estate, but even people that you, you might not ever even have access to. Like maybe it's politicians or thought leaders or influencers. And, you know, not only that, you know, like real estate can be very lonely and it can also be mentally challenging. And, and by participating in some of these volunteer activities, it forces you to get outside of your own business to come up for some air, um, you know, go for a break and then you get to come back. With, with a refreshed mind, um, I, I think the the most rewarding part of it though Aaron is having your thumbprint on the industry. You know, so often we can find ourselves uh, maybe complaining or, or or feeling a certain way about uh, whatever might be going on in the world or a situation, and and sometimes it's maybe things that we feel like we don't have any control over. This is one thing that I can help influence, and we're such an, uh, an interesting industry, full of incredible people. And there's always things going on in our industry, whether it's government or policy or you know public perception, and I want to be part of making that better. I want I want to make it better for everybody from coast to coast. And it just gives me an opportunity to be a part of creating something great rather than having something handed to me that I may or may not agree with. So that's the, I guess the selfish benefit that that comes along with, with being a volunteer. And in terms of balancing your own business, you just, you've got to get really clear on what is going to best serve your clients and, and kind of cut out a lot of the noise. I think oftentimes there can be a lot of noise and a lot of fluff and a lot of things we do that, that we think we have to do. It's almost the, the you know, the difference between busy work and productive work. And when you can really figure out what makes you effective, uh, you know, for your clients, for the people you're serving, for the results that you want to produce and you can cut out a lot of that fluff It's incredible the amount of time you can get back in your day, the amount of leverage that you can create and also surrounding yourself with people that can help you create further leverage to make sure that you can accomplish your business goals, your clients goals, uh, your personal goals, your volunteer goals, all of that. So it comes with a great team behind you and it also just comes with the clarity of what really moves the bar and, and keeps you you know getting better and being productive.
0: Crystal, you won the 2022 Realtors Care Award from the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver, and you were one of this year's national nominees. Congratulations. Can you talk a bit about the philanthropic side of your life, please?
2: I started volunteering, I think, when I was 12 years old, 12, 13 years old. Um, I really haven't stopped. Um, I've become more public about that work. Um, through the work we did in, during the pandemic. Um, for me, it is one of the ways for myself to stay grounded. I think when we're successful in our career, in our industry, um, we get busy and we forget to look at you know, what's outside of our industry a lot. And one of the reasons why I continue to volunteer and give back is... It fills my soul, but it also keeps me humble. And the humility I see when I'm volunteering in myself and others, I just feel energized. I mean, there are days when I'm so tired, but I will go and make sandwiches with the crew and I feel energized after. And so after a while, your body just wants to do more of that. And I think a lot of us just get busy and we're so afraid to miss the call or... Or missed an offer, you know, for forty minutes, and it 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 sometimes just feels the rest of my week. It's so worth it.
0: And when you tell your clients you're not available because you're volunteering, it is not virtue signaling. It is the truth, and it tells them who you are. And that's just about as powerful as any slogan on a bus bench. That's great. I agree. Yes. <laughs> uh, Peggy, have you got anything to add from your experience on this? I can tell you
1: um for me personally, I grew up um very poor as a child and even as early as a young adult and then I I got into this business and I've been very successful and I'm I'm still so grateful that I can't stop giving. So I mean, when somebody needs something they and and I love the fact that in my community i'm known as the person you come to when you need something so you know during the pandemic we would put out dumpsters in people's neighborhoods and we i was known as a dumpster girl during during the pandemic huh. because you know the the local the local dumps were closed there was really not much garbage pickup so People were home trying to clean out their their houses, so we, we just put dumpsters out in, in, in neighborhoods and just did that. And and again, it's a feel-good. It makes me feel good, and it makes me feel like I'm contributing and back to the community that's given myself and my family so much that I'm grateful for.
0: What a neat idea.
1: Yeah. I'm <laughs> the dumpster girl.
0: <laughs> back in a moment with our guests, and we'll be discussing the concept that no is a complete sentence. Something that can be hard to come to terms with. We all agree, knowledge is power. From links to CREA Cafe to newsletters for and about you. Plus insightful market analysis, get the information you need to be knowledgeable and powerful. Find it all at crea.ca. Now back to our guests from Surrey, Darren German of the German Group, from Barry Peggy Hill, broker and CEO of Peggy Hill Team, and from Greater Vancouver, Crystal Hung, on real time. So you've said yes to so much, and we're grateful to you, Peggy, Crystal, Darren, for making the time and saying yes to us today on real time. But when did you start being selective with the work that you took on? And I'll start with you, Peggy. I think when I realized, that I wasn't able
1: to deliver the service that I got into this business to deliver. So when I wasn't able to call the clients back in time when I wasn't when I I didn't feel like I had the time to really, you know, to really devote to each and every single client, I I believe that's when when something changed
0: for me. And Crystal, I love how you bring up the issue of vulnerability when you're saying, no, I don't think enough of us are vulnerable in our lives and in our business, and that can be hard. How does it work for you?
2: I think vulnerability is a tool, and it's a beautiful tool that once we understand how to express it, it allows people around you and your community to really know your value and respect your time and your boundaries. Um for me I see our work as emotional and energy management and when you start to look at a client and you say to yourself how much energy and how much emotion am I going to manage here and you ask yourself do you have it and if the truth is you don't you have to look at that and and see what's the best who's who's actually better fit for them mm-hmm. and so for me it's not about saying a hard no or having a vacation alert to let everyone know I'm away. It's about just having those conversations with your partner, with your team, with your colleague and your client to let them know, you know, you just need a little break and let them know, know you're away for a facial or you're walking your dog and having those real conversations. I find is so powerful.
0: And you collect the people who respect your no.
2: I do. Over time, they accumulate.
0: <laughs> yes, they do. Darren, do you have anything to add? How do you ensure you don't bite off more than you can chew? And why is this so important?
3: It's so important, Darren. I've always been getting a little confused with taking on obligations in situations where you can't deliver on the expectation that's been set and you know like as an example uh, in our industry if if you've got a client that um you know has an expectation let's say of the, the price of their home and and you know as a, as the professional in a situation that you're not able to help them achieve their goals rather than live through a transaction that's draining on you and them due to not being able to meet the expectations and there's a strong likelihood of maybe that home not even selling why not just Avoid this situation at all. Um, you know, you're actually doing them a service because you're spreading the word for the next person that comes in so they can maybe help them meet the expectation. But you're also saving your sanity and your time and that time can go to your family or volunteering or helping another client and being there for them. I think it's so important to really help those that you enjoy, you know, those that appreciate your professional opinion and really value it. Help those who are going to accept you for who you are. We all bring different strengths and opportunities to the business. So embrace your strengths and work on your shortcomings to become the best version of yourself to help better serve those that you are serving. And one of the best ways you can do that is by being very particular with who you spend your time with, not only in business, but also personally as well.
0: Mm -hmm. And, you know, respect yourself. Enough to say no. And, and my husband, through my career of radio and some television, there were a lot of extracurricular things that I felt I had to do. And it came down to the question when I was deciding whether to do it. He said, when we're on our way to the event, are you going to be saying why did I say yes? Mm. And it, it just puts such a different kind of a filter on it. Put yourself ahead to that point. You know, whether it's in a business transaction or whether you're getting set to show up and shine to something, how are you going to feel? when you're on the way there. That's just, that's my two cents worth rounded up to a nickel. Okay.
3: (laughs) That's such a great point. If you're not excited to show up, if you're not excited to deliver a result, if you're not excited to make that phone call, you've got to look a little deeper and see what's causing you to feel that way. And maybe you're not the best fit for that situation because you're not as committed to it because your heart's not in it because you don't feel that you can help them achieve what they're looking for. And that's okay. And you need to be comfortable with that to know that you can't help everybody, but really put your focus, time and energy into those that you can help.
0: Yeah. And like you said, there could be somebody else who's a better fit for it. So send it their way. Let them have at it and you'll find something that's better for you. Okay, so I am so thrilled to have just listened to a keynote speech from each of you. I think it was fantastic, and thank you for inviting me to MC it. Um, now, you have just done your keynotes, Peggy, Crystal, Darren, on balancing your personal and professional life. So starting with you, Crystal, what would the last line of your presentation be?
2: I started this career, uh, this business, with... This concept in my, which was, you're here to sell trust. You're not here to sell real estate. And trust is everything in real estate.
0: Okay. Nothing else matters. Peggy, what are your words of wisdom that you're leaving us with in this keynote speech? (laughs) No pressure. Mm -hmm. None at
1: all. So I think um, it goes back to our core values and our slogan as a team. It's real people, real service, real results. And I believe when you're being real, that's the best part of you. And, you know, you, you check in with yourself. And, yeah, that's, that's what we live and die by over here. So just be real. Be real with your clients. Be real with yourself. And, you
0: know, nothing, nothing but good things will happen. Ah. And last word to Darren before we turn off the lights in this virtual auditorium. Last lines of your uh, keynote speech.
3: Well, how do you follow up with uh, something that sounds intelligent when Peggy and Crystal had such good answers? <laughs> you know? uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best. Okay. So. so I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a line from uh, my coach and uh, a mentor of mine, Richard Robbins. When it comes to finding balance, um, I I think it's important for the listener to remember that it's your business, and that means it's your game to play. You get to decide the rules. It's your choice and your prerogative to create a business that supports the life that you want to live and help you become the person that you want to be. If you keep that in mind you will be successful and you will find the balance in your life that you're looking for.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Darren. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you, Crystal. We are all giving you a standing ovation. Great keynote, but more importantly, just a super conversation today. So thanks for sharing your wisdom and your insight. And thank you for saying yes. Thank you. Thank you, Erin.
3: Thank you so much
0: you take care and thank you so much for joining us for episode 45 of real time a production of alphabet creative rob whitehead at real family productions is our sound engineer and i'm your host aaron davis we're so glad you joined us here and a reminder to subscribe so you don't miss one episode thanks for listening and we'll talk to you here next time on real time